Brother McKean to come, whatever he feels on the Holy Ghost. Uh, I just want him to obey the Lord. If he just wants to prophesy and be using the gifts, that's fine. If he wants to teach, if he wants to sing, it's fine with me. I just want him to obey the Lord in this place. He's not a stranger to this pulpit. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless him. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Great and exceedingly great are the promises of God. Hallelujah. We live beneath our privilege if we can't trust in the promises of God. Amen. 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 We'd be helpless today if it was not for the promises of God. Amen. He promised us the Holy Ghost if we repent, if, if we're willing to be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. He promised, amen, that whenever wrath was going to be poured out upon this earth, that his people, amen, his bride, <laughs> amen, I'm telling you, he's coming back after a bride called by his name. I'm going to hold God to his promises. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not going to. As one preacher says, I'm not going to prophesy to you. Amen. Everybody ain't going to have a mansion down here. But everybody that makes it's going to have one over there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said the poor and the rich will meet together there. Amen. Let's me know that everybody ain't going to be a millionaire. I ain't going to prophesy that to you. Hallelujah. Amen. It ain't all about blessings. It's about being saved. I said it's about being saved. Hallelujah. Amen. So good to be here this morning. Feel the presence of the Lord. And I told Brother Moore, I said, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in this house. And I sure, I sure come on purpose today. Amen. Just feeling it. The more that I drove this, this way, the more I felt it. And... Um, there's no telling what God's going to do for us in the house today. Did you come to have church? I come to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. That's what it's all about to me. Amen. I come to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. And uh, there's, it's no secret what God can do. Amen. It is no secret what God can do. Uh, he is a marvelous God. He's able to do the impossible. Whatever situation you're in, uh, whatever situation maybe has brought you to the house of God, I want you to know that God's bigger than that situation. Amen. And the saving grace of God uh, can surpass everything in your past. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. The saving grace of God is greater than everything in your past. And God's able to save you this morning by the blood of Calvary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I count it quite an honor to come. We love Brother and Sister Moore and this church family. And I highly esteem Brother Moore. Uh, great churches come about by great leadership. And I feel like Bendale's a great church because of great leadership. Why don't you give your pastor and his wife a real good hand this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
and uh, I'm excited about being here, and I want to reach for a soul this morning. I'll give you advance warning. Amen. God is going to deal with your heart today. Hallelujah. God is going to deal with your heart today, and I want you to pray for us. Uh, pray for my voice. We've been preaching a, a lot, and uh, so we kind of stripped out, but I told somebody I'd rather wear out for God than I had to rust out for the devil. Amen. Amen. If you got your Bibles today, uh, appreciate this church in a way they have always responded to the Word of God. Let's go to the book of St. Luke, chapter 17. Very familiar passage of Scripture. And I might need just a little bit more monitor, Brother Shane. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Amen. Chapter 17, and let's go to verse 22. When you found it, say amen. amen. And he said unto the disciples, or unto the church, hallelujah, before we can save the world, the uh, church has got to be saved. Hallelujah. And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one. Everybody say one. one. One of the days of the Son of Man, and ye shall not see it. They shall say unto you, See here or see there. Go not after them, nor follow them. For as lightning that lighteneth out of one part under heaven shineth unto other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, everybody say in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. Thank goodness. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day, everybody say the same day, the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be. In the day, everybody say in the day. In the day when the Son of Man is revealed. I need the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer. Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing on this service today? Pray, church. Come on. Somebody's listening to you this morning. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mighty God of heaven, Lord, as we come into this house today, God, to walk these aisles, speak to the heart, the mind of the people today. God, let that holy anointing come down. God, stir the heart, the mind of every man, woman, boy, and girl today. God, let this word be wrote on the tablet of our heart before we leave your house. God, I thank you right now. I claim victory over every spirit of hell that would hinder. God, you do it in Jesus' name. The church shouted amen. amen. Give the Lord a real good hand and clap of praise. Come on, this is for Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. He's worthy. I said God's worthy today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, I give you praise in this house. God, I thank you, Lord, for breath. I thank you, Lord, for the rain. God, I thank you for a Holy Ghost rain right now. God, let it move into this house for us, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor before you're seated and say, God is good. Amen. You may be seated today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. Now, I have preached on this subject several times. I, I'm sure I've preached on it here at some time or other, not exactly the way I want to today. Amen. But I want to preach to us this morning on lost without excuse. Lost without excuse. Amen. It's, it's one thing, brother, uh, I just needed a confirmation this morning. I heard Brother Moore talking about if you ever missed a deal or, or missed a... It's one thing if you miss it because you just don't know about it. It's another thing if you miss it and you had the opportunity in your hands and you let it pass right through your hands and didn't do anything about it. Amen. And God's given us an opportunity. Uh, there's not a man, woman, boy, or girl under the sound of my voice today. Amen. I don't think that does not know what it takes to be saved. Amen. We know too much to go to hell. Amen. We know too much to die lost and undone. Uh, amen. Uh, like the rest of the world is doing. Uh, and, and, and here the Pharisees had asked Jesus a question uh, about the kingdom of God and when it should come. And he didn't even really address them. He turned uh, to his disciples and he began to tell them. Uh, he said, they're going to long for just one day of the days of the Son of Man. What was he saying? Uh, they're going to long for just one more opportunity. Amen. To hear a man of God preach. They're going to long for one more altar call. Amen. They're going to long for just one more day. Amen. When God would deal with their heart and they'd feel the anointing of God, they'll long for one opportunity to walk through the doors of an apostolic church. That's what he was talking about that day. He said they're going to cry out for just one day, amen, of, of mercy, just one day of opportunity, amen, but it's going to be too late. It's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. It's going to be like it was in the days of Lot, amen, they'll be lost without excuse. Hallelujah. 
there he began to uh, expound the word of God unto them. Amen. You need to understand today that life is short, uh, even at its longest point. Uh, I don't know who the oldest person is in here this morning. Uh, amen. But I'll assure you, if you could talk to them, uh, it'll seem but like yesterday that they were just a child. It'll seem but like yesterday. Uh, amen. That they were just just a child in their in their mother's arms and here today they're old and there's an old man or an old woman that has moved into this temple I'm going to tell you something today God is giving you an opportunity amen to be saved and if you die lost if you die and go to hell you're going to go there without excuse hallelujah hallelujah as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Amen. They were eating. They were drinking. Amen. They were marrying and giving in marriage. Amen. They were building. They were planning. And there was nothing wrong with any of that. Amen. Because it is the cycle of life. Amen. There was no sin. That was not the sin of their day. Amen. The sin of their day was was uh, that they got so caught up uh, with the things of the world uh, that they let that one opportunity uh, amen to be saved uh, they let it pass them by but they knew too much to die lost uh, they knew too much uh, not to get on board that ark uh, they knew too much uh, amen to let their children go to hell hallelujah I'm going to do my best this morning by the help of God and by the help of the church to flag somebody down, amen, on their road to hell, amen, to flag somebody down. I'm just telling you, your promise is coming down. It may not be a dusty road today, amen, but your promise is coming down the aisle, amen, of this apostolic church. I'm telling somebody you didn't walk through the doors of this church by accident today. But it was by the divine hand of God that you walked into an apostolic church. It's by the divine, oh yeah, you feel it already. I said you feel it right now that the power of God is starting to draw you to an altar. You're going to go to hell without excuse if you don't obey the Spirit of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's as real as you'll let him be. Hallelujah. Amen. In the days of Noah, and there God gave Noah commandment to build that ark. And most of you are more familiar with it probably than I am. Amen. But he began to work on that ark. And it was more than just a project for him. Amen. Because the Bible said, I believe it's in the book of Peter, that he was also a preacher of righteousness. Hallelujah. And I want you to understand today if you're saved it's going to be because God has put a preacher of righteousness amen between you and hell if you're saved today it's going to be because you have heard amen the voice of the Lord and you will hear it through your preacher oh let me preach a little bit this morning I'm just telling you Samuel amen as a little old boy he was taken to the house of the Lord and the Lord woke him up 
in the night time and he spoke his name and Samuel got up and ran to Eli and he said did you call me he said no I didn't call you he said go lay down and there he went and laid back down and the voice of the Lord called again and he got up and ran to his preacher and said did you call me he said no go lay down and the third time the voice of the Lord spoke to him amen what I'm getting to today if you hear from God it's going to be through your preacher it's going to be like the voice of your preacher hallelujah say brother McCain I got a mailbox of my own well all you're going to get in is bills but if you ever hear the word of the voice of God it's going to come across whatever the address of this pulpit is hallelujah Amen. If you get flagged down on your road to hell, it's going to come right across the address of this pulpit. Hallelujah. If God opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing in your life, it's going to be because it comes, amen, through the man of God. Oh, somebody needs to hear. You're going to die lost without excuse if you don't put a preacher between you and hell. Hallelujah. We know too much to be lost. Hallelujah. We've been taught too much to be lost. Mom and daddy's lived it in front of you too much for you to go to hell. Amen. You're going to die without excuse. And there in the days of Noah, he preached. And brother, I can just hear him. As he stands, he just started a platform of that ark. And he preaches off of that little platform. And there a crowd begins together. And they hear the word of the Lord. And there's hearts that stirred. And there's minds that's moved. Amen. And they say, hey, I want to be part of this ark. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to die. Amen. With the rest of this world. And there's a soul down on the inside of you that's saying, take me to an altar. I don't want to die lost and undone. I don't want to end up in a red hot belch in hell. Oh, yeah, I got news for you. If you miss heaven, you have not missed it all. Because there is a hell. It is a waiting you. There is a hell that said it'll stir up the dead to meet you at your coming. You will die lost without excuse. Hallelujah. Noah preached. And brother, I believe that Noah got a congregation. Let me just preach it the way I feel it. I believe he had a congregation, amen, that was second to none, amen, because there was people that was stirred, amen, when Noah began to preach about a flood and they had never even saw a rain, amen, they got stirred, and there was people there that probably worked on that, that ark with him for 10 years, amen, just let me pick out a little family, amen, they probably had children, and that daddy worked faithfully on that ark. I can see a mama that was saying, is there anything that we can do? And little children that was probably running in and out. Amen of the ribs of that ark. Amen before it was built. And there knowing the evening time. Amen. He had begun to preach. And he preached that same message. Can I tell you something? Amen. It's God's choice. I said it's God's choice today that men are saved 
by the foolishness of preaching. I'm just telling if you're saved, it's going to be because there's a preacher somewhere in your life, amen, that flags you down on your road to hell. I didn't come to Bendale today to preach pretty. I come to flag you down on your road to hell this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Years, 10 years turned into 20. Noah still preaching that message. And there were some, they probably got a little disgruntled and said, Noah, can't you change it up a little bit? Amen. Can't you lighten up just a little bit? I'm telling you, we're living in the last days, and it's not any time to carry this gospel on a new cart. Amen. It's still going to be carried on the shoulders of the preacher. It's still going to be carried by prayer and fasting. It's still going to be carried by worship and praise in the house of God. Oh, I've seen churches that have thrown their worship, amen, aside and want to be a little more sophisticated. I'm going to tell you something. They'll get too sophisticated for a move of God. Don't you ever lose the worship, Ben Dale. Don't you ever lose the praise that's in this house this morning. I'm just telling somebody, you know too much to go to hell. Hallelujah. Noah preached. That little family, that little family Amen. 40 years has passed now and they hadn't saw it come to pass. Amen. The flood hadn't come. And that daddy says, hey, it's a pretty day today to do something besides work on that ark. I believe I'm going to do something different besides working on that ark. And he takes his little family, Brother Moore, and he begins to lead them in a different direction. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Amen. Begins to lead them in a different direction. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't an hour to get out of church. It's not a time to hook up with the world. It's not a time to make affinity with Pharaoh. It's time to get on fire with God. It's time to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's time to be baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. It's not a time, amen, to die without excuse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hundred years has come and gone. Noah's still preaching that message. I can see that old ark. Maybe it's almost completed. 120 years. Nobody knows the difference one day is going to make. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Amen. For no man knoweth what a day may bring forth. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to boast in tomorrow. For I don't have any control. But I'm serving a God that holds all tomorrows in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. Oh, let me give a little testimony. Amen. About a, a month and a half ago now. Amen. I, I, was, I was bathing. I found a knot. Amen. Right there in my chest. And I found 
felt of it. I, I tried to convince myself. Uh, amen. I said, it ain't nothing. Uh, amen. But I went to my a doctor a few days later. Uh, and, and I was just telling him about it. Uh, and when he felt of that knot, uh, he set me up with a, a, a specialist the very next day. Uh, and when I walked in the office of that specialist, uh, and he examined me, uh, and he sent me for some tests that same day. Uh, I, was, I was in the middle of revival. Uh, amen. And also in the middle of turkey season. Uh, and he said, hey, this is serious. Uh, I said, man, I don't want to miss a turkey hunt. Uh, amen. To go to the hospital for tests. Uh, he said, this is something you don't put off. Uh, he said, I want you to know that men die with cancer just like women do. And it was a very sobering thought. Hallelujah. And I looked at him and I said, well, if you're saying I got cancer, I ain't accepting it. He didn't say anything. Hallelujah. Went for those tests. Come back to his office. He said, we got to do surgery on you immediately. I said, surgery? He said, yeah. He said, we got you set up for Tuesday morning. I said, man, I am in the middle of a red-hot revival. Hallelujah. And he said, I'm just telling you, if you want to preach, he said, we got to do surgery on you. And I'm telling you, I fought. You talking about fight hell? You asked this morning, has anybody fought hell? I'm telling you, I, I call preachers like this one right here, crying, and told them, I said, hey, I believe it. Help my unbelief. Amen. Help me. Help me. And I'm just telling you, I was in a motel room in Revival at Brandon, Mississippi. And, and I'm just telling you, it seemed like all of hell moved into that room with me. And there, I'm just telling you, it was, it was like I was on a, on a downward spiral. And, and I was praying and crying. And all of a sudden, God said, it's all right. Hallelujah. And I'm just telling you, I got on my feet. And I began to shout in that room. And I began to praise God in that room. Amen. And I went the next morning, went down there for that surgery. And, and they, uh, they made two incisions, one about two and a half inches long, one three and a half inches long. And, and they took a growth out about the size of a tangerine. And, um, that doctor, when I come to, it was, it was early in the morning, uh, 7 o'clock, when I come to, he said, uh, I asked him, I said, well, what do you think? He said, uh, he said uh, we'll just see, we'll just see. And he had told my wife and my brother right outside the room that it didn't look good. And uh, he told me, he said, now you need to take off a week. Don't drive, don't do anything. Well, I tell you what, that night I was back in revival at Brandon. And I told God, I said, God, you ain't going to replace me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, I don't know of nobody that loves you no more than I do. And I don't know of nobody that's going to give you 100% any more than I will. And I said, God, just don't replace me. I said, I'll press toward the mark for the prize uh, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm telling you, I drove back up there by myself, brother. Amen. Preached that night full of stitches. Amen. And, and I give it 100%. Preached five nights in a row. Amen. Come back and went to the doctor's office and walked into that room. He said, sit down, preacher. I sit down. He said, you are one blessed man. I said, not only blessed, but highly favored of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. He said, when I examined you, I thought it was trouble. When I took that growth out of your chest, he said, I told the two assistants that was in there, this man is in trouble. He said, but it come back from pathology. He said, there's not one trace of cancer. There's not one trace of malignancy. I said, I want you to know something. Amen, I serve an awesome God. I serve an awesome God. He turned to me, he said, preacher, let me tell you this. He said, prayer still works. He said, because prayer has changed this situation. I told you that to tell you this. God's done too much for me. Amen, to die and go to hell. God's done too much for me to die without excuse. And God's been too good to you for you to go to hell. God's been too good to you for you to die lost without the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 120 years has passed. Amen. And, they, and he said, as it was in the days of Noah, it was just another day in the day of Noah. Amen. It was just another sunrise in the day of Noah. It had got to be a very commonplace thing. Amen. For them to pass by. And I'm sure there was some, amen, that had heard that message until they could preach it themselves. Amen. They was, I hope you can. I hope you've heard Acts 2.38. I've heard, I hope you know, uh, repent and be baptized uh, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost uh, I hope it's wrote uh, on the tablet of your heart uh, hallelujah and there old Noah preached that same message that day hallelujah nobody knew it was the last day hallelujah Oh, I could have preached something this morning to have uplifted and made this church run these aisles. But God said, no, you flagged somebody down on their road to hell this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody that thinks it's just another day. Amen. And there, there, amen, I can see little old kids that come running into the house and said, Mama, you need to come see what's going on. You need to come see, what is it, son? What is it? There's animals coming up the road. They're coming out of the woods. Uh, amen. There's, there's lions that's coming up the road. And, and, and they're not trying to bother anybody. Uh, what are they doing, son? Hey, they're going toward that ark that Noah's got built down there. And old Noah's standing up there still uh, preaching that same message uh, that I heard you and daddy talk about in years gone by. Uh, amen. Can I tell you something? Time uh, don't wipe away the guilt of sin, only the blood of Calvary and time does not change this word of God I don't care who's president I don't care what they voted in or voted out time does not change this word of God hallelujah 
And if you've not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, then all you did was got wet. Amen. Because this Bible says in Acts 4 and 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I want you to know it is a heaven or hell issue today. Amen. They wasn't a second ark. They wasn't another little boat sitting on the side. Amen they was called in one hope uh, of their calling uh, and today the Bible said uh, that you're called uh, in one hope of your calling one hope hallelujah there's one plan of salvation there was one Calvary hallelujah a lot of people crucified but there was one Calvary hallelujah and if you're going to be saved, it's going to be by the blood of Calvary. Hallelujah. It's not going to be by shaking a preacher's hand or signing a church card. It's not going to be by you being a good man or a good woman. It's going to be by the blood of Calvary that washes all sins away. It's going to be by the blood of Calvary that Jesus said, Whosoever will may come and taste of this and take of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, it's for whosoever will today may come. Amen. God, I'm just telling you, God is a perfecter in forgiving sins. Hallelujah. Amen. The blood of Calvary. Amen. He said he purchased the church. Amen. By his blood. He's not paying notes on it today. Amen. I want you to know something. God ain't paying notes on me today. Amen. I've been purchased by the blood of Calvary. Hallelujah. I'm a child of the king. Amen. God's done too many miracles for me. Amen. God's done too many things for me. Amen. He trusted me with the Holy Ghost. He trusted me with his name. He trusted me with the blood of Calvary. He trusted me with the word of God. I know too much to die without excuse. Hallelujah. And you do too. Hallelujah. Mama, come see. The animal's going down that road, and I can see that mama. She walks maybe to the, to the gate of the yard, and she looks, and she sees all of those animals going down and going into that ark. And she goes back in and tells her husband, say, hey, do you remember what Noah was preaching? Do you remember that? Do I remember it? I remember it very well. Well, I want you to know something. All those animals are coming down that road to that ark right now. Amen. What was it? It was a sign of the end time for them. It was a sign of the coming of the Lord for them. I believe maybe the last time I preached over here, I said something about earthquakes. I read an article, amen, in, in a Newsweek magazine, amen, that said last month there was over 400 earthquakes. Last month. What is it? God's not going to let you die and have an excuse. God's fixing to come. God's going to come back after a bride. Hallelujah. But as it was in the days of Noah, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were building. They were planting, they were reaping, they were doing everything in life but preparing themselves for the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. I can see that daddy as he walks out of that house and 
and there stirred by no doubt he's seeing these animals going into that ark and he stirred and his wife is probably pleading and saying maybe we need to maybe we need to go on down there maybe we need to go and apologize to brother Noah and and and, and maybe he is preaching truth and I can see that daddy that says hey if it, if it is so, we got plenty of time. We'll go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. And the devil's telling somebody in this house, amen, you're going to be saved, but put it off till tomorrow. Put it off. But the Bible said today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Little did they know that that night, it was not Noah, but it said God shut to the door of the ark. St. Luke, I believe it's 13, about verse 24, 25, 23. God shut the door on that ark. It was God's hand that shut the door on that generation. And I can see them in the middle of the night, Sister Moore. They started to hear a strange noise. What is that? I don't know. Sounds like something hitting on the roof of the house. What is that? I, I, I don't know. And I can see that family as they run outside. And there's water that's fallen from heaven. It's never rained unto that day. Not one time. It had never rained. It said that everything was water from a mist that come up from the ground. And there... I can see that daddy saying, Noah preached about a flood coming. He preached about a rain. This is what it is. This is where it's coming from. Maybe, maybe we do need to get on down there to that ark. And the rains picked up. The rains begin to pour. And as hard as you've ever seen it rain in Bendale, it was raining probably four times that hard right there. And I can see that family as they make their way to that ark only to find many more families that's already there. And the door is shut. And now the water begins to rise. I can see water that's up to the knees and, and her daddy picks a baby up and puts it on its shoulders and they begin to beat on the door of that ark and say, Noah, let us in, let us in. Noah, we helped you work on this ark for for 20 years, for 30 years, let us in. But I'm going to tell you something. It ain't what you had 20 years or 30 years ago. What are you going to have when God comes back? What are you going to have when God comes back? What are you going to have when God shuts the door on this generation? They claim that they have found the ark. Under a glacier of ice, they claim that the dimensions are exactly the same. The shape is the same. They have took images above and through that ice, and they say that everything is the same. Everything. But can I tell you, if they ever unco uncover it, this is what they'll find. They'll find the fingernails of men and women where they scratch the sides of the door of that ark in a last effort to be saved. There'll be a day that there'll be tear stains in these altars that a preacher didn't preach 
and nobody give an altar call. The day after the catching away of the bride, Bendale's not going to hold the people that's going to try to be saved. The day after the catching away of the church, this parking lot's not going to hold the vehicles of people that knows too much to go to hell. And they're going to run to an altar of prayer only one day too late. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. It's going to be just an ordinary day in Bendale. It's going to be just an ordinary day. You'll get up to go to work or come home from work. It's going to be an ordinary day. It was an ordinary day that Jesus was talking about right here. When once the master of the house is risen up and has shut to the door, and ye began to stand without and to knock at that door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto them, I know ye not what you are. Read. Then shall you begin to say, Lord, we've been, in, we've been in church. We've been to your church functions. We've eaten, drank in your presence. Read. We've heard your teaching. Read. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. Read. I want you to understand what's going to be in hell if you miss, if you miss your plan of salvation. There shall be weeping, gnashing of teeth. When you shall see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves thrust out knowing too much to die lost, knowing too much, no excuse when you stand before God. As it was in the days of Lot, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And you're going to long to see just one of those days, just one altar call, just one time that there'll be somebody that could pray with you, just one opportunity to get right with God. As it was in the days of Lot, it was just a regular day in Sodom. But it was a figure and a type of the rapture of the church. They caught Lot and his family and caught them away. And it said the very moment that Lot was outside of Sodom, it began to rain fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all in the very moment that the church is caught away hallelujah there's a difference today you need to understand there's a difference today in tribulation and the wrath of God and the very moment that we're caught out of this world the wrath of God is going to start being poured out on people that's dying lost without excuse.
They had an opportunity. They had an opportunity. As this church stands this morning. I'm going to preach something this morning and tell you something. I've never, never told it. Hurts me this morning to tell it, but I feel the need. I had the greatest debt in the world, brother. Brother Marshall, not a man that put on shoe leather any better than my daddy. And I love him, still love him, still go by that cemetery at least once or twice a week. I wished I could talk to him this morning about things. I wished I could talk to him. One of the greatest, greatest, wisest men that I know. But my daddy died lost without excuse. He taped every broadcast, hundreds of broadcasts that I preached on the radio. Brother. Had cardboard boxes full of tapes. And he played them over and over and over and over again. He could explain to you Jesus' name, baptism, better than 99% of the preachers that was out there. He had heard it. He played it. He'd lay in his bed and play those tapes. Every tape that I'd bring him from revivals, he had them in boxes and he'd play them. I begged him. I cried with him. Pleaded with him. He said, son, I'm just going to take my chances like I am. I stayed with him three nights before he died. Three consecutive nights. Begged, I prayed, pleaded. That last night, never heard such in my life. I want you to know this morning, hell's a reality. Whether you believe it or whether you don't, you're going to believe it if you die lost. You're going to believe it. And that night, my daddy began to cry. And he began to plead. And he'd say, son, please. He said, hold me. He said, I'm falling. I'm falling. I'd get him by the arms. Nobody in that room, me and him. He'd be pleading. He said, please, please. He said, my feet's on fire, son, Please. Pull me up out of that fire. And I'd try to pull my daddy up in that bed. I'd try to pull him up out of that fire. Knowing, knowing that he was dying, lost without excuse. And he would scream that he was falling. You're going to die without excuse. You need the Holy Ghost this morning. God sent me to preach to you. You're the one. God sent me to preach to you. You know too much, son, to die without God. You know too much to die without the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Say, I got plenty of time. They thought they had plenty of time in Noah's day. They thought they had plenty of time. In Lot's day, 
and this generation as it was in the days of Noah think that they've got plenty of time. Hallelujah. If my daddy could give this altar call this morning, you'd run to an altar of prayer. Hallelujah. You'd run. You'd come out from that seat where you're at. You'd run to an altar of prayer this morning. And these altars are open today. I wouldn't walk out of here and take a chance. Just, just hold your place for just a second. I just closed out a revival, and a young man stood back, stood back. And I gave an altar call and started to close, and the Lord told me to prophesy to him. And I just simply told him, I said, if you don't come to where God is tonight, I said, the next time you feel the presence of God, God's going to have to come to where you're at. You're not going to be able to come to where he is. And the next afternoon, coming in from work, lost control of a vehicle. He's in the Hattiesburg Hospital now. Broke ankles, two. Broke legs, both of them. Broke ribs, punctured lung, ruptured spleen, broke neck and back in three places. He can't go to where God is. We've had to go and walk in there where he's at. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. Don't walk out of here today on God. You hear this country preacher this morning. Don't walk out of here today on God. I'm giving this altar call, and God is telling you that you need to pray. Would you come? These altars are open. Would you come? God bless you this morning. Get up from where you're at and come. Hallelujah. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl needs to be in this altar today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What if he should come right now? Where would it find you? Saints of God, I want you to find somebody to pray with this morning. Ladies, I don't want you to take a lot of time on yourself. If you're full of the Holy Ghost this morning, find somebody to pray with. Men, if you've got the Holy Ghost this morning, I want you to find somebody to pray with. Amen. It's not just another Sunday morning at Bendale. Hallelujah. Need to, need to pray. Young lady, you need to pray this morning. Young men, you need to pray this morning. I'm talking about pour your heart out to God. Hallelujah. Those kids are going to follow you. you got a family that's going to follow you. If you miss God. Sing it, sis.
Come on, church, let it be that Jerusalem rain. Find you somebody and pour your heart out in these altars with them today. If you're not right with God, for God's sakes, don't you walk out of this house today.
you don't mind, before you be seated, before you get, I want us to pray as a church. I want us to ask God that we'd become stirred and we'd become moved and we'd really understand that this could be somebody's last opportunity. And there is a possibility this could be somebody's last service. We're not exempt from that. And, and we're not trying no scare tactics. But unless the church is stirred, unless we as disciples of Jesus Christ understand that we are in end time, Brother McCain don't have a clue. He didn't have any idea about us trying to go into revelations and what we're feeling here and that we're in end time. But I'm telling you, always thinking the next service, the next week, the next month, next year that that spirit right there is the very spirit that's going to cause a lot of people to miss it and not only not only worldly people but church people that's in a lukewarm state you know what's it's a dangerous about a lukewarm state you can't be stirred you can't be moved it's the reason he says I'd rather you be cold hot one or the other because you can't be moved from one of those. But if you're in a lukewarm and you, you're just straddling and you're in the middle of it, you just become content and satisfied and not moved. So I want us to pray this morning that God would stir us, all of us. If you don't have the Holy Ghost this morning, I, I, I pray God would stir you. I pray with some of these and they really don't know what to do. Some of them really don't. But God can lead them. God can direct them. And we as a church, can we can pray for a, a, the move of God. And under the inspiration of the convicting, the Bible has taught us no man can come in God unless the Spirit draws them. But under that power of the Spirit, we can find the strength, the courage, the energy, the ability to respond and do what God wants us to do. So if you would, let's just pray right now that God would stir us, all of us. God, we love you this morning and we're so thankful. That you've allowed the man of God to come our way and to preach unto us. And it would stir our hearts. It would stir our spirits. God, it would be more than just an emotional stirring as we heard and listened to what Brother McKean said about his own dad. And God, there's a possibility that some of us can wind up in that same position and place with some of our loved ones. But God, maybe somehow through prayer and through asking in the name of Jesus that the opportunity wouldn't just slip by, but there would be a genuine touch, a genuine move of God inside our hearts, inside our minds and our spirit that would stir us to the point, to the place that we're going to do something about it, that we're going to make the sacrifice, that we're going to give ourselves in prayer and supplication and the power and demonstration that you'd have us to, that the opportunity would be in this house, that, that the Spirit of God could draw all men, that the Spirit of God could touch and minister and move upon us as saints of God, as, or yet as sinners, whatever they may be, God. God, but we're asking you. We're asking for your anointing. We're asking you to touch us and help us. Amen. To be made to overcomers in the hour and the time and the generation that we're living in today. That we wouldn't just be lukewarm. I mean, we wouldn't just be nonchalant about it. But we'd understand that, that it could happen. That, that today, today for somebody, it could be the end for somebody. And we'd be stirred by the fact of knowing that. For such a day as this, the coming of the Lord. The moving of God. 
Lord, we would pray in a manner and a way that heaven could hear us. And it could stir us and move us. God, I'm asking you to walk with us this evening that our minds and hearts and spirits would be so moved and stirred that we'll make it a point to be here at 5.30 this evening and lift our voices and our hearts unto you that the power of the Holy Ghost could fall in this service tonight like no other time. That we'd make a difference by committing ourselves and dedicating ourselves and asking all of it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Spend time. I know you got occupation, things you got to do. I understand that. God does too. But at the same time, let's don't become distracted. That we can't be mindful enough what's really going on around us. I promise you five seconds in hell. Everything in you will be crying out. I wish I'd have took the opportunity and overcome whatever opposition stands between me and me attaining what God's got for me. I promise you that much.